What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Tomatolito Show. And uh, if it wasn't enough, uh, last weekend, this past weekend, where we saw the UFC put together uh, what they are claiming to be the card of the year, their their best card for 2021 in uh, in as early of a year as we're as we sit currently today, uh, barely three months in, and the claim of the best card that they managed to put together is already out there. That's quite a statement to make. Uh, somebody who's not willing to be okay with that is Eddie Hearn. Eddie Hearn has put a card together in his own right, uh, challenging that of the UFC 259 card with three title fights of his own in one card. And that is all happening this weekend. And, uh, and we're talking about the rematch, the long-awaited rematch, nearly nine years in the making between El Gallo Estrada and Chocolatito Gonzalez. Uh, Juan Francisco Estrada and Roman Gonzalez will finally get in the ring again versus one another with two titles on the line, the WBC uh, Super Flyweight title and the, uh, the WBA Super uh, World Superfly title going to be on the line. Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez brings a 50 and 2 record. Uh, Gallo Estrada, Juan Francisco Estrada bringing a 41 and 3 record. And this fight is going to take place tomorrow night, Saturday night. Uh, this is going to be live in Dallas at the American Airlines Center, um, Dallas, Texas, of course. So Eddie Hearn, Matchroom Boxing, The Zone going head-to-head with what the UFC managed to put together uh, last weekend, and they are doing their own part for uh, to the fight game and bringing three title fights in their own right, uh, all under the, uh, the, the same card, all in one night. That's the main title fight. That's the headlining event. That's the storyline right there. The rematch. Is it going to be a rematch, or is Chocolatito going to run it once again? Is he going to be the king once again of this division, or is Gallo Estrada going to get his long-awaited revenge? Um, I personally feel like Gallo Estrada is, has turned a page. I feel like he's boxing and performing a lot better, especially last year when I thought that he had the fight of the year against uh, Carlos Cuadras uh, in what was their respective rematch. Roman Gonzalez performed in the undercard as well and performed really well. I really feel like Estrada has uh, momentum on his side and I feel like he's going to get the, the best of Chocolatito at this, uh, at this stage tomorrow night. But we'll see. It's going to be a fun fight. That's fireworks waiting to happen. Now, the co-main event is going to be Canelo's newest signee and that's, uh, Hiroto Kiyoguchi. Uh, he's going to be fighting in the 108 division. He's perfect. Got a perfect record at the moment. 14 and 0. He's fighting, uh, Axel Vega with a 14 and 3 record. He's defending his WBA, uh, super light fly, fly title. Super light flyweight title. Uh, so he's got the WBA version there. He's got the super world light flyweight title. Long, long title. Um, Hiroto Kiyoguchi's Canelo's newest signee, his newest addition to Canelo Promotions. There's a lot of hype behind this Japanese fighter, and uh, he comes out swinging fast, swinging strong, and is known for putting his opponents away. Uh, he's a uh, he's an action-packed mini fighter that you gotta you gotta check out. If this is the first time that you're gonna see see him fight, make sure that you sit back and 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 actually pay attention to to his style of fighting. 
Axel Vega is a little bit more seasoned of a fighter. He's got three defeats to his name, but he's going to be a perfect opposition for for Kiyoguchi and what will be his debut under the Canelo banner. Uh, and then the third fight, which to me is the one that I, I it it should have been a, an event of its own. I think it's strong enough to have carried its own event, but it's the the first of the title fights that's going to carry on the uh, the big three for for this event. Uh, to me, this should have been a main event, or at least a co-main event over Kiyoguchi. Uh, and this is a fight between Jessica McCaskill and Cecilia Brockes. This is a rematch of what was a awesome fight that took place between them uh, last year, stateside, uh, where Cecilia Brockes got the, the bad end of the decision, losing all her titles. She is the undisputed welterweight champion, or was, and handed all those titles by way of decision to Jessica McCaskill, uh, what was a very humble Jessica McCaskill uh, walking into that first fight. It, it, you're seeing a little bit more brash, a little bit more mouthy, uh, more talkative Jessica McCaskill. This go around her and Rick Ramos, her trainer, Cecilia Brockes, has, uh, has stayed very composed, uh, of course, known as the First Lady of Boxing. Um, she got her first defeat and handed over her undisputed uh, reign and every single one of her titles over to Jessica McCaskill. McCaskill with a 9-2 and two record stepping into the ring. Cecilia Brockes with a 36-1, and one, the more seasoned, the more experienced fighter of the two. McCaskill's just rough and tumble, and she's... Uh, She's a blood and guts type fighter and she's going to squeeze out that victory however she can and uh, and muddy the waters as, as best as she can. And through that, the dirty boxing um, notion that you hear, the dirty boxing title or moniker that you hear mentioned from time to time, uh, Jessica McCaskill lives it. She's a very good boxer, but she's very good at dirty boxing. She's very good at fighting inside the pocket and me- messing up the rhythm of her opponents and and it always works to her advantage she's very good at that and very good at getting in in her opponent's head and that happened uh last year it was a very close very tight fight but she walked away with the decision and all the belts and all the glory so now she's going to put them on the line rightfully so giving the rematch to to Celia Brock is that to me should have been a main event of his own but it's awesome that there's going to be this is going to be what kickstarts the the three title fights that we will see tomorrow in the same card. Now, there's one that has been getting a little bit of noise, but to me, it's been catching a lot of attention, and that's uh, Austin Williams. Austin Williams, with the nickname of Ammo Williams, he throws punches and bunches and very coordinated, very coordinated attack. Uh, he is very good at what he does, and uh, he's got a young record, young guy, young record. He's been boxing professionally for about five years. I believe he got a late start in boxing, if I remember his story correctly. He ended up starting at the age of 19. Um and, and he's, he fights at middleweight. He's stepping up in competition and he's going to fight Dennis Duglin, who's nicknamed Mama's Boy. Dennis Duglin, of course, nicknamed Mama's Boy because his mother helps train him, helps prepare him. Duglin is a more seasoned veteran, uh, more of a, um, a journeyman style fighter who normally fights at 168. He's coming down to fight at middleweight at 160. Emma Williams campaigns at 160. And uh, Dennis Duglin brings a 22-7 and record with 14 knockouts uh, to his favor. Seven losses. He has as much as many losses as Emma Williams has victories and professional fights at that. 
Emma Williams is 7-0 at the moment. He picked up his seventh victory by way of knockout on the undercard of Canelo and Callum Smith this past December. So he's been around matchroom. This is a big step up for him. And it's a step up because, one, it's a bigger fighter who's used to being in the ring against bigger, stronger punchers at 168. He's coming down to 160 to meet Emma Williams. One. Two, that fighter has, uh, Dennis Duglin has victories over Saul Roman. Um, He's also been in the ring with David Benavides and lost to him. He lost to, uh, to, um, Anthony Durrell, uh, as well. So he's been in there with experienced fighters, with high caliber fighters, better pedigree fighters than him. He's been in there. He, he has the experience and he's going to be a tough test for Emma Williams. How Austin Emma Williams looks tomorrow is going to be, um, a big testament to where his career is going, where he's at in his, at what stage he finds himself at in his career at the moment. If he's ready for that ne- next big stage and he's going to be challenging for a title in the next few fights or at least breaking into the top 10 of the middleweights, or is he where he's supposed to be right now? He takes a loss or if it's a highly contested fight, he wins, but he barely sneaks out the fight. Then he's probably got to continue climbing and, uh, and fighting the top 20, uh, maybe top 15. Uh, and and slow down his his ascension so they don't destroy his career by putting him on the fast track. So keep an eye out on Austin Williams. He should be the last fight before we see the uh, the first of the three title fights being between Jessica McCaskill and Cecilia Brockes. Big big fight. Another one that's taking place tonight, which I I haven't been able to catch, and I think it's probably happening as I'm recording this. Uh, Sor Rumbisai is actually fighting in Thailand, and he's he's been interviewing this whole week, uh, saying that if he gets to fight uh, Gallo Estrada again, that he will beat him decisively. So his eyes are going to be one. He's got his hands full right now, and I'm almost positive that fight's taking place as I'm recording this. Uh, so I'll fill you in on the result when I do the recap of tomorrow's uh, event. Uh, I'll do a recap on on today's card for Sor Rumbisai because that's going to be who's looming uh, as the next opponent for whomever wins, whether it's Chocolatito, who Sor Rumbisai has his number um, and actually knocked out Chocolatito, or if it's going to be another fight against Gallo Estrada. Uh, Big, big fight, nearly nine years in the making for this rematch, and it's finally happening. Let's hope that it's not too late, uh, but this is, I mean, both of them have stayed at the top. Just think about it. They both stayed, managed to stay at the top either in title contention or as champions in the last eight plus years since they faced each other. That's incredible in itself. And we're going to see high caliber boxing again. Uh, and quite likely, it may be a fight of the year candidate as early as we sit here in 2021. This could very likely be a fight of the year candidate because you know these two are, they, they bring fireworks too, uh, along with them. And, uh, they're high caliber, high pedigree, uh, beautiful boxing on both ends with power and very well executed game plans. This is strategy at its best. It's chess at its best on top of that ring. So don't miss it. Uh, you could catch it by way of DAZN. Uh, and uh, and if you don't have DAZN, check your local listings. Uh, I know stateside DAZN is going to be airing it. I know elsewhere in other countries, uh, the pay-per-view game works differently where there is no pay-per-view and they air it free on, on network television. So check your local listings. Don't miss this fight live from Dallas, Texas at the American Airlines Center. Uh, and this is going to take place tomorrow, Saturday, March 13th. Gallo Estrada, Chocolatito, Cecilia Brockes, uh, trying to get her 
titles back against uh, in a rematch against Jessica McCaskill and Hiroto Kiyoguchi trying to hold his perfect streak of 14-0, get his 15th victory, and uh, and trying to debut under the Canelo promotion in uh, in in, in uh, uh, great fashion. Uh, at that, Austin Williams would be the sleeper fight him against Douglas. That's the one that you want to catch. That's the one to pay attention to because that's the next up and coming star in my eyes, Emma Williams. And, uh, and from there, you got Echeverria, uh, Daniel Echeverria, who fights a super welterweight at 154. He's going to fight, um, making his debut in the U.S., Suleiman Sissoko. Uh, he's going to make his debut, uh, stateside, uh, 21 and 10, Daniel Echeverria against Suleiman Sissoko, who's a perfect 11 and 0, uh, campaigning in the 154 pound division then you have a featherweight fight as well that's going to kick off the show and that's going to be raymond ford who's got a perfect eight and no record uh fighting aaron Perez, who's got a perfect 10 and no record so somebody's always got to go on on that fight what a way to kick off the card and then it only gets better from there so i wish you guys the best have yourselves a good night stay safe and i'll see you all on the recap episode here in a couple days time i may even be able to find time tomorrow night and do it right as the uh, as the event closes we'll see have yourself a safe weekend a great weekend full of fights and also don't forget there's another event happening tomorrow, Showbox. Uh, they're going to have uh, David Benavides in his comeback fight, and he's going to be fighting Ronald Ellis, who's a former sparring partner of Canelo. So again, Caleb Plant wasn't able to send the message against Truex. Uh, Canelo sent the message loud and clear to, to the division. Anthony Durrell did not do his job either by against Kyron Davis uh, coming away with a majority draw. David Benavides has to set his foot down in that 168 as the next name, as the next big opponent for Canelo. Uh, even though Canelo's tied up with BJ Saunders already, um, David Benavides needs to be knocking on that door or get himself into a title fight against Caleb Plant finally since those who have exchanged words. So that's the other fight that you guys want to check out aside from this card. Check your local listings for Benavides against Ellis. That's a really, really good fight as well that's taking place at the 168 stacked division. So I'll see you all. Take care of yourselves. Enjoy your weekend. And I'll see you all on the recap. Talk to you soon on the recap episode. Take care.